Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empowerment. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord God Almighty. Good evening. Hi. How are you all out there in cyberspace, in radio land, and wherever you may be? At this current time, I am Elder Coynette James, and I want to welcome you to Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. What an awesome day it is to be alive in the kingdom. Of course, every day is an awesome day to be alive in the kingdom. God, you're such an incredible God. I, You know... I'm I'm just I'm a little giddy right this moment because I'm just experiencing a taste of his favor right this very moment. And I pray that each and every one of you will take the time just when he steps in right there, right on that that special moment, just to reveal himself to you. Sometimes it's something so slight to the natural eye, and sometimes it, it doesn't seem like a really big deal. It doesn't seem like he moved heaven and earth or he didn't move a big mountain, excuse me, but in the little bitty things that he does to show us how much he loves us, to show us how important we are to him, those are the most special times to me. I'm just so grateful to God because he is just that. He is God. He is a loving father. He is our creator. He is everything that we could ever possibly desire. Ah, glory, glory, glory. Okay, let me reel myself back in. (laughs) Amen. As you can just, I'm sure, tell, I am just, mm, it's just, I'm just enamored by his awesomeness. I'm just, wow, what an awesome God. Anyway, so enough of my little private moment with the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to tonight's broadcast. I pray that this is the day that you have allowed the spirit of the living God to just engulf you and to show himself mighty in your life as he desires to do. Each and every day, that is a desire of God, is to step on them in the in the midst of our circumstances, our situations, our lives, to show himself mighty. The word of God says that those that know their God shall do great exploits. And that word know means an intimate knowing. It's likened unto the knowing of a husband and a wife. It is that intimate coming together as one. And that's that's what God desires of us, that as we know him, as we put our head to his chest and hear his very heartbeat, feel the pulse of what is important to him, what excites him, what uh, pleases him, what he delights in. As we do that, he is so overwhelmed with his love for us. I mean, and I know it's it's like when you think about God, you don't really think about how he loves us or, or how our our relationship with him pleases him. We don't think about 
the awesomeness of just allowing God to be all that he desires to be in our lives. We don't think about what what is is the flip side of us showing our love to God. But there is a flip side to it. You know, it, it is not just in us showing forth our obedience and our diligence unto God. It is a, a mutual relationship. He loves to be able to shower his love upon his children. So it's just it's just incredible. It really, really is. And um, mere words most of the time cannot articulate the love that God has for us. Think about it. He withheld nothing. Nothing. That's how deep his love is. I know we love our husbands and our wives and our children and our families, and we say so often that there's nothing we wouldn't do, and we love you with our lives, and um, that we would literally lay down our lives for them and what have you. We say those things, but how often are those words put to the test? How often are you called to really prove that as you say that, then that is from your heart and you actually show forth that? Not that often. It really isn't that often that we put those words to the test. It's not. But by the grace that God has shown us in coming and sacrificing himself for us, he put his words to the test. There's no love greater than the love of God. I don't care how in love you think you are with that significant other in your life or how you're overcome with love when you hold your baby for the first time. There is no love on the planet greater than the love that God has for his children. I don't know what got me on that. I guess because I was just having my own private moment when uh, when the broadcast started, and I just I thank and praise God for those private moments. I thank and praise him for those intimate times when he actually shows himself mighty in in my life. You know, I mean, it's like each and every day that we wake up is an awesome day in God, but there are those special times when he arises and he just shows himself mighty in our lives. And like I said in the beginning of the show, it's a little thing. It's the little things he does. It's not always in the big, gigantic thing. Now, he's he has done some awesome things in my life. He has shown up and saved my life, literally, when the devil straight up told me he was going to kill me. Uh, there, there's been some awesome moves of God in my life. But it, it, it's something about the little things, those, those little moments that he just says, okay, baby girl, I'm here. I'm here. Daddy's home. It's okay. It's okay. Fear not. I got you. I got you. Those are those special moments. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We always, well, I'm going to say we always open up the show with prayer because it's prayer praise in the word of God. But these past few weeks, God has just been leading us in different directions. Last week, we opened up with worship. (laughs) Um a few weeks running, we were just opening up with exhortation and and uh, enjoying the presence of God. So, but today I feel led to pray. I feel led to pray. I feel led to pray a prayer of encouragement over your lives. I feel led that God, you will allow the Spirit of the Living God to engulf you this evening and to take you into a place in Him that you don't ordinarily go ordinarily go to 
take you into a, um, a private time behind the veil, a private, intimate time with you and the Lord. So that's what we want to do this evening. Hallelujah. Just join in with me. Just lift your hands up to God. Just open up your heart and open up your spirit and open up your mind. And let's just invite the spirit of the living God in. Let's invite him to come in and to suck with us and to have cornelia with us. Let's just, hallelujah, invite his presence. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ah, oh, we lift you up, Lord. We lift you up, we lift you up, we lift you up. We are so grateful, Father. We are so grateful to you that, Lord, you take time for your children. There is nothing too good for us, oh, Lord God. You said that no good thing would you withhold from us. So, Father God, we take this opportunity in desiring your presence. That's the good thing that we're looking for this evening, oh, God, just to enjoy your presence. Father, even though we know you dwell within us and you're everywhere at the same time, we yet still invite you into this moment. We invite you into this broadcast. We invite you into this time of intimate fellowship with you. Hallelujah. Ah, Roshanga, Father God, we just desire right now to lavish love upon you and to feel your love upon us, oh, Lord God. I just feel, Father God, that some of our listeners, oh, God, are going through a troubled time and going through difficulty, oh, Lord God, and going through a time of of uh, turmoil in their lives. And, Father God, they get to that place at times where they just feel like giving up. But, Father, when we come into your presence, all of that changes. All of that is turned around. So we're inviting this evening your presence into this broadcast. We're inviting your presence into our lives, oh, God, that you would have your way in us and through us, Father God, that, hallelujah, you would uplift the downtrodden Spirit, oh, Lord God, you would give sanctity, oh, Lord God, to the troubled mind, that you, Father God, would just wrap your love around us, oh, God. We need you more than our necessary food. We need you, Lord God, from the opening of our eyes to the closing them at night, oh, Lord God. We need you when we sleep and we slumber. We need you on our jobs, oh, God. We need you in our homes. Father God, we need you in our bodies, oh God. We need you in our minds, oh God. We need you in our hearts, oh God. We need you. Father God, we cannot take this journey alone. We cannot accomplish that that you've called us to without you. So we need you, Father, and we're crying out to you on tonight that you would just come in, oh, Lord God, and sup with us, oh, God. Come in, oh, Lord God, and wrap your love around us. Come in, oh, Lord God, and uplift that troubled mind, that troubled heart, that troubled spirit, oh, God. Ah, uh, only you can. Only, 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 only you can, Father. Mere man does not have the, the words to articulate, God, to turn a life around. But through your power, in your spirit, oh, Lord God, you give us the ability to reach into the depth of a situation, oh, Lord God. Speak to that situation and call life forth from the dead, oh, God. It is not in our ability to do it, Father, but through the power vested in us 
spirit, we can do so, Father. So I speak, O oh God, to those that are under the sound of my voice, and I call their spirit to arise and to shine, for your glory rests upon them, O oh God. You have imparted yourself into them, O oh Lord God. You You created them, Father, to will and to do of your good pleasure. And in your creation of us, O oh Lord God, you place gifts and talents within us. In your creation, O oh Lord God, you place destiny within our souls. Oh, Father God, you left nothing out and you left nothing to chance, but all that we need to accomplish that creative purpose, oh Lord God, you have placed within us. So, Father God, help us to open ourselves up. Help us to see us as you see us. Help us, oh, Lord God, to dig deep within and pull up and out that that, oh, God, you created us for. Help us, Lord. Help us, help us, help us, Father. We cannot do this without you. Mm, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot. We can make all the declarations, oh, Lord God. We can make all the affirmations, oh, Lord God. We can command, we can decree, we can do all those things. But if we do not do it within you, Lord God, and allow your power and your words and your spirit to be at work in and through us, oh, God, then it's all for naught. And we understand that, Lord. So we invite you to have your way, Father. We invite you into the situation. We invite you into the circumstance. We thank you, O oh God, for the turning of our mind, the turning of our heart, the turning of our attention away from the situation and the circumstance and the turning unto you, O oh God, because that situation and that circumstance has a purpose, O oh God. It is either, Lord, a distraction or it is a lesson to be learned. But either way, Father God, we cannot accomplish what you call that that circumstance to act as in our lives, we can't accomplish it without you. We understand, we recognize the devices of the enemy. Father, you told us that we would not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. So we recognize when the enemy is at hand, but Father, we also recognize when you are at hand and when there's a lesson for us to learn in the midst of a situation. You said, oh God, that though the enemy may have unleashed something at us, Lord God, to destroy us, you have come, God, to give us everlasting life. We need not fear the enemy. We need not fear his devices. For we know we already have the victory in you. What we need, O oh God, is a greater revelation of who we are in you. What we need, O oh God, is for you to open us up to ourselves so that we can see the beauty and the work that you have placed within us, so that we can tap into your spirit within and the strategies that you've already laid out for our victory so that we can tap into it, oh, Lord God, and go forth in it. And we give you praise. We give you praise, oh, God. So we seek you tonight. We seek your hand upon us, oh, God, for an impartation. We seek, Lord God, to lay our ear at your breast, at your chest, to hear your very heartbeat, oh God. What is your heartbeat in the situation? 
What is your desire and your will in the midst of it all? Oh, yes, 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 Lord God. We seek you on tonight. We seek you. More of you and less of us, oh God. More of you and less of us. Mm. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, we will learn the lessons that you have. We will not weary in well-doing, oh, Lord God. We will not weary in the trial or in the tribulation, for we recognize and understand, oh, Lord God, that it comes only but to make us strong. Oh, we understand, oh, God. Ah, we understand, we understand, we understand, oh, God. We understand, Lord. We understand who you are in us and through us. We understand, oh, Father God, that we have nothing to fear because of who you are. Ah, Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, hallelujah, 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 thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you for loving us, oh God, through it all. Thank you, Lord, for bearing us up, in the midst of it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ah, Shelabosu, Roshelagadidia, Sotasha. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I, I just, I have a word. I have a word. I have a word. It's coming from Romans 5, the third through the fifth verse. It, it says that, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Ah, for scarcely a righteous man will one die. But preadventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ah, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that word, oh, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, that in the midst of it all, you are yet there. You are yet there. You are yet there. You're working your perfect work in us and through us, even in the midst of the situation and the circumstance. And we yield to you. We yield it to you wholeheartedly, O oh Lord God. We hold nothing back from you, nothing, nothing back from you. We belong to you, O oh Lord God, and we allow you to work in and through us to will and do of your good pleasure. We yield ourselves to you. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for working your perfect work in us and through us. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, Father God, I come in agreement with those that are in prayer with me right this moment for their families, oh, Lord God. I agree with them, Lord God, that your word decrees, hallelujah, that high as we delight ourselves in you, Father God, that not one of our households would be lost. So, Father God, our mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, oh, Lord God, our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, oh, Lord God, we place them all on the altar before you, oh, Lord God. And no matter what we've encountered with them, no matter what we've endured through them, oh, Lord God, no matter what the natural eye sees, no matter what the natural ear hears, we decree and declare according to your word that not one will be lost. Not one, not one, not one. We come against the wicked devices of the enemy, Lord God, that would come to kill, to steal, and to destroy, Lord God. But we decree and declare that you, Christ, came that we might have life and that more abundantly, that we would have everlasting life with you. So that is not just our portion, O God, but it is the portion of our household. And so we thank you for it, Father God. We stand on your word. We stand on your word. I don't care how how it seems that the young, the youth, the, the old, Lord God, the old that are set in their ways, the youth that think they know it all and know nothing, oh, Lord God, I don't care what it appears. I don't care what rebellious nature they may walk in at this moment, oh, God. Your word said not one would be lost. We decree and declare that word over our children over our grandchildren, over our parents, oh, Lord God, over our spouses, not one. Especially, ladies, the word of God says the sanctified wife sanctifies her husband. In the name of Jesus, I decree it so. I decree it so. We stand on your word. We stand on your word. We stand on your word. We will not be moved. We will not be moved. For your word is from everlasting to everlasting, O Lord God, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Not one, not one will be lost to your glory, Father, to your glory. And it is so in Jesus' name. Ah, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that word of encouragement. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Hallelujah. I I, I just want to take a moment, the word that God gave in the midst of the prayer coming from Romans 5. I want to read it to you, a portion of it, out of the Amplified, because I want you to get it in your spirit, that that you're going through, hallelujah, it is for a purpose, and the purpose is not to destroy you. The enemy may have meant it for that, but God is going to turn it around to your good, so it is not for your destruction. The Amplified, starting in the third verse of Romans 5, says, moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Ah, thank you, Father. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, 
For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. While we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. Hmm. Think about that. Think about that. Because I know we all have loved ones that we are so afraid they're going to bust hell wide open. But God has given his word. He has given his promise to us that not one would be lost. He has given us his promise, hallelujah, that in all that we do, in all that we go through, that he is going to be with us. He is going to sanctify us, and not just us, but our whole household, our children, our grandchildren, our parents, our spouses. We need to know that, that no matter what it is that we seem to be encountering, no matter what it is that we seem to be facing and up against, that God has got it, especially in our families, especially. We all see things happening and going on that we don't like. It might even frighten us, and we're so afraid that God is going to come and catch our family in in sin, and and they're not going to make it in. But his promises are true. They're from everlasting to everlasting. So you need not worry. All you need but do is to live that life before them, show them the unconditional love of God that they need. They need to see. They need to feel. They need to hope in. You know, I I, I was talking to someone recently. I think it was my daughter. I'm not sure. But I was sharing the fact that, I can only remember my mother telling me that she loved me one time in life. It's, I know that's strange, right? Um, my mother passed away when I was 27 years old. But out of those years, my mother was a tough woman. She was a, a kind of a hard woman, but she had lived a hard life. But she wasn't all touchy-feely and mushy and, you know, all that cuggy-kissy and all of those things. Now, understand, I never doubted her love. Never doubted that she loved me, knew she loved me. In fact, I used to tell people she loved me too much. It's like, let me go. But nevertheless, I only can remember one time of her telling me she loved me. And that was when I was at my lowest of lows, when she had every opportunity to really kick me, to really disown me if she wanted to, because I had done some things that were awesome. They were horrible. They were horrible. Um, And I couldn't even love myself at that time. But that was the point in time that she chose to tell me that she loved me. That's the unconditional love of God. That was my first experience of the unconditional love of God. So we have to know that no matter how bad it seems, what it appears to be, you still have to stand in love. And sometimes it takes a tough love. You can't just always keep giving and enabling those that you know that are doing wrong to continue to do wrong. There comes a time when you have to stand up and say no. You you don't continue to enable. There is tough love, but nevertheless, you still love. You still love in the midst of it all, and you love with the knowledge and the understanding that God has got the situation. He's got it in control. I don't know who's listening tonight. I don't know who needs to hear that, but I feel that deep in my spirit that you need to know that God loves you, and he loves your children. He loves your grandchildren. I know they're out there acting a fool. It may even be your spouse. I understand. I even understand the pain and the hurt of feeling 
that you've been betrayed in your marriage. I've been there. I know that hurt and that pain. But even in the midst of all of that, God still steps in and proves himself mighty. Some of you know my testimony. My husband and I have been well, was married, divorced for three for two years. Married three, divorced two. We've been remarried. It'll be twenty years next month, next year, next year. So I understand. I understand how sometimes we go through things, and we feel first and foremost we don't see where God is in the midst of it, and secondly, all we want to do is flee. But if you give it to God. And I I implore you to get in his presence. Get in his presence. He will give you the strategy for that child. He will give you the strategy for your marriage. He will give you the strategy for your job. He will give you what you need to succeed in him. Success for us that are on this journey with Christ is not the same success of the world. Success for us is seeing the situation through God's eyes, doing what God called us to do in the midst of it, and seeing that victory come forth, manifest, seeing that victory manifest. That's success for us. We read about endurance. Remember, the word of God says that the race is not given to the swift, but to him that endureth unto the end. How do you endure the situation? You're saying, how do I stay up under this? You don't stay up under it. You rise up above it, and you allow God's love, care, direction to carry you through. You don't stay up under the situation. You rise above the situation. You command the atmosphere of the situation. You take control of the situation. It's not a matter of staying up under it. It's a matter of rising above it and allow God to do what he needs to do. Amen. I give him praise. I give him praise. I give him praise on tonight. Well, thanks be unto God. That that was just that was straight from the throne room right there. So obviously there are some of you that are going through and you need encouragement on tonight. And and that's going to be part of our word on tonight is it's a word of encouragement in the things of God. But I just, I don't know, that was just really, really within me to share with you about your loved ones and your family. Don't throw in the towel. Do not throw in the towel. No, no beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's got them. God's got you. And so you need not to fear. Amen. So we're going to do a little worship. We're going to listen to Phil Tarver sing about I worship you. And don't just listen. Become a part of the worship experience. It's not just a matter of hearing a song, but it is a matter of you giving of yourself in worship as the worship is going forth. As you know, we teach about becoming worship that we ourselves are to become worship. It's not just what we do. Worship is who we are. Amen. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I 
Because you are my everything Can you say the change of my church? I worship you, Jesus I worship you, Jesus I worship you, Jesus Because you are my everything I worship you, Jesus Say it to me tonight I worship you, Jesus Think of his goodness to you I worship you, Jesus, because you are my everything. Tell him I honor you, Jesus. I honor you, Jesus. Yes, I do. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, yes. I honor you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Somebody stretch out your hand in honor. I honor you, Jesus. Honor him tonight. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, yes. I honor you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'll say this. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Is that anybody's testimony? I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'm in love, I'm in love. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I will. I, I'm in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my Now say this to him. I'll dance for you, Jesus. I'll dance for you, Jesus. Tell him I'll dance for you, Jesus. I'll dance for you, Jesus. If you tell me to, I'll dance for you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Now make it personal. Pull him in close. I'll dance with you, Jesus. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Because you are, you are my Can you say it? I'll worship you, I'll worship you, Jesus. I'll worship you, Jesus. Every day, every day. I'll worship you, Jesus. All my heart, no matter what it takes. I'll worship you, Jesus. Because you are, because you are my Everything. Just one more time, I worship. I worship you, Jesus. Yes, I will. I worship you, Jesus. That's it. Let me hear you sing to Him. I worship you. 
because you are. One more time before we quit. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, oh God, we are in love with you. Hallelujah. I'm in love with you. Because you are, because you are my everything. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my That's your testimony on tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is he your everything? I know he is mine. Hallelujah. He is absolutely my everything. Well, what I was led to speak on tonight was dealing with faith. Um, This morning, God led me to, to make a post and on um on Twitter and on Facebook and it was something along the lines of whether or not or or recognizing today let me see if I can bring it up and and read it exactly what it was um cuz you know and this is really funny to me um I can always tell when I do things not of myself um just in being led by the holy spirit because 9 times out of 10 once I do it it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to bring it back to my remembrance because I will have released it. It's gone. There it is. And, you know, like, okay, God, I've done what you told me to do, and amen, and thank you, Jesus. That's kind of how it works. But it was something along the lines of today is the 30th day of the ninth month. It's the last day of the ninth month. And I was asking people to take stock in all the declarations and the different things that they had spoken forth at the beginning of the year. You know, we don't don't do resolutions in the body of Christ, but we do do declarations. We do put things out there before God in seeking his heart and his mind on situations. And my question was, you know, have you prepared yourself spiritually and naturally for the favor of God on your life? Have you prepared yourself spiritually and naturally for the favor of God on your life? And what do I mean by that? I mean that for God to move on your behalf, for him to be the blessing that he desires to be, you have to open yourself up to him. There has to be that that freedom for him to come in and to bless, literally, the freedom for him to come in and to bless. And I know that that's confusing to some, but let me let me see if I can break it down a little bit. God has deposited things within each and every one of us. I, I, I have a statement, and I'm not plagiarizing. It's a statement that my pastor made, my spiritual dad made um, yesterday at church. And I wrote it down and put an asterisk next to it because it spoke to my heart, and I hope it will speak to you. The statement says, when God speaks to you, he always speaks to what he has deposited within you. 
when God speaks to you, he always speaks to what he has deposited in you. Now, think about this. As it relates to um, what we what we've declared and what we've said um, that thus saith the Lord in our lives and what we're standing on and what we're believing God to bring to pass in our lives, God will speak to that which he has already deposited in you. We keep sitting around waiting for God to move, and God is looking at you saying, I've already moved. What are you waiting for? But, see, for us, we are not, and I understand the timing of God. It's all in his perfect timing. Things will come to pass. This is true. However, we can miss the timing of God if we have not prepared ourselves both spiritually and naturally to be in that position to receive from him. We've got to be in a spiritual place in God where we're listening for his voice. We're mindful of his flow. Now, what do I mean by that? There is a flow of the Holy Spirit. It's like the flow of a river. And, you know, you don't ever want to become stagnant where you're not in the flow of God because stagnant water stinks. Stagnant water brings death. But if you're in the flow of God, if you have stepped into his rhythm, if you have stepped into his river, as you go forth, then you are there and available and you're hearing his spirit so that you're in the right place at the right time to receive what God has for you. That's what I'm talking about. Being prepared spiritually, we have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Being prepared spiritually, we have to be in that place of constant communication with God. Being prepared spiritually, there is that cleansing of our hearts and our minds on a daily basis that we can get into the presence of God that we can clearly hear. Having ourselves in a place of obedience unto God. You see, disobedience will cause us to walk contrary, to walk against the flow of God, rather than to walk with the flow of God. And if we're walking against it, we're walking in the wrong direction, and we're going to miss the blessing. But if we get in the flow and we're going in the direction that the flow of God is going in, we're following his spirit. We're hearing his voice. We're allowing him to command our footsteps. The word of God said that he would order the footsteps of a righteous man. We're allowing him to command our footsteps. We're allowing him to tell us where to go, what to say, when to be there. And we're not arguing with him. See, we have a tendency now, okay, let me speak about me. I have a tendency because I I don't know what you do. Maybe you are that one. You are that child of God that you are constantly just in a state of euphoria, and as God says, move, you move, and if he says sit, you sit, and you never, ever argue or try to buck up against him. God, God bless you if you're that one. But I am I am a complacent child. I'm an obedient child. I try to do what God has called me to do. I try to walk according to his will and his his edicts and his destiny for my life. But there are those times when not Colette, the woman of God, but Colette in her flesh stands up and goes, but Daddy, why? Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to put up? 
with this individual. Why? Why? <laughs> I know none of you do that. I, I know you don't. I know. I just know you don't. Okay? So I'm just going to tell on me. But bless me under God. My moments don't last long because he is very quick to point out who he is in my life, and I am really, really grateful that those times and those moments don't last very long and and that I am that child that goes, okay, you know what, you are God. <laughs> I know you're daddy. I know you love me, but you are God, and I do fear you, okay? There is a reverential fear of God, and there is a real fear of God in my heart. So, I, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. I read the Old Testament. I thank him for his grace each and every day because he is not a God that plays, okay? He will chastise his children. So unto him be the glory, and I didn't mean to go into all of that. But nevertheless, here's the key. When we are preparing ourselves spiritually, we have got to be in that flow. We have got to go with the current of God, not against the current of God. We can't be so busy and so caught up in the situations and the circumstances, and I believe that's why he led us the way he did in the prayer today. We can't be so caught up in the situations and the circumstances that we miss the flow of God. You see, nothing, nothing comes to him as a surprise. He's not surprised in what you're going through. He's not surprised that that person backstabbed you. He's not surprised that you didn't get that that promotion. He's not surprised. He's not surprised that that person betrayed you. And he's not pleased with any of it either. But he's not surprised. But understand this, in the midst of all of that, he's already worked it to your good. So while you're sitting there wallowing and throwing your pity parties and throwing your temper tantrums and stepping out of his will to do what you want to do, to allow your flesh to control the situation rather than allowing his spirit to control the situation, you have stepped out of the current of God, you've stepped out of his flow, and you're not in the proper place to receive your blessings. So in the spiritual, it is very, very, very important that you be prepared to receive of God. Now, in the natural, there's some things that we need to take care of all. We have to be people of integrity. We've got to keep ourselves aligned with the word of God in the natural. If we're busy doing and committing all manner of sin, we're sleeping with this person. We're gossiping and backbiting about that person. We're pretending we don't even know about God in front of this other person because we don't want to be ostracized. We're doing all these things in the natural that will keep us from the flow of the blessing of God. So as I put forth the question this morning in my post, are you prepared spiritually and naturally for the favor of God on your life. We're entering into the last three months of this year. Tomorrow is October 1st. You've got October, November, December. I believe that there's a suddenly about to happen in your life. I believe that God is ready to step up and step in the midst in a way that will absolutely blow your mind. I believe in not just for you, but I believe it for myself as well. 
I believe God's word to be true. I believe that the promises that he made to us at the beginning of the year to take us from the backside of the mountain and to expose us is truth. I believe he's going to do that. I believe he's already began to do that in many of our lives. But I believe that these last three months of this year is going to yield some things that we can't even fathom, and that's from the throne of God. So we want to be in that place where we miss nothing that God has for us. We want to be in that place where he will flow supernaturally through us. It's time out for mediocrity. It's time out for just the surface things. It's time out for just the little blessings, and we think, oh, okay, that's all there is. This is a time of the supernatural flow of God in our lives, and he is about to blow our minds. So where are you in the flow of God? If you're not in that place you need to be, I suggest you move quickly. I suggest that you get into a posture of hearing, a posture of preparing, a posture of having your head, your ear, to the chest, to the heartbeat of God and saying, God, what is your heart on this situation? God, what is it that you want to work in and through me in the midst of this situation. It is time out for being caught up in the circumstance. It is now time to be caught up in God. Ah. Faith speaks of what is now. And we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews, everybody knows, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But see, our faith is going to lead us to the evidence that was not seen to what will be seen. That's what God is saying to us tonight. And I believe that it's not a coincidence that he has had that flow within me throughout this day. Because tomorrow is a new day. It's a new month. It is the time of preparation to go forth. God deals in numbers. And three Three is very magical in God. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, mind, body, spirit. And we're going into the last three months of this year. I'm not trying to be spooky spiritual on you. I'm really not. I'm not mystical, none of that. But I know what I'm hearing within myself. And I believe God to be a God of his word and a God of truth. I believe him that when he said at the beginning of this year he was taking us from the backside of the mountain where he has had us for years in preparation and he was about to unveil us to the world, I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. And I believe that it is all in our posture and how we receive of God. Like I said, he has been doing little things all throughout the year in preparation. You know, there's been an unveiling there, an unveiling over here, an unveiling wherever else. But I believe this is our season. 
Jackson. This is our time for the manifestation of the things of God in our lives. You guys know me, that know me. <laughs> you may be new to the broadcast, but those of you that know me, I, I, I don't try to dictate or, or just speak idly of the things of God. If he's leading me in this direction, I am his oracle. He has purpose and destiny for what it is that I'm saying. I believe it with everything that is within me. So tonight, I want you to purpose in your heart to ask God for his heart. Father, lead me, guide me, direct me. Let me hear from you, Lord. I want to be in your flow. I don't want to be coming against the current. I want to flow with the current of your Holy Spirit. That needs to be your prayer. That needs to be your heart's desire. And whatever it is that you've been doing that has kept you out of that current, stop it now. Stop the complaining, stop the murmuring, stop the doubting. You know doubt is the greatest enemy to faith. Stop it. And posture yourself in a place of receiving. Receive that that God has for you. That situation and circumstance that has caused your focus to be all mangled and caught up in it, release it. I learned many, many years ago there is nothing and no one worth my relationship with God. That means any situation or any circumstance. You guys know me. My favorite saying is it is what it is. You see, whatever God says it is, that's what it is. I don't care what the devil said. I don't care what man says. Whatever God said it is, it is. It is what it is. So I'm not going to get caught up in the situation. I'm not going to get caught up in the circumstance. I'm not going to allow it to take my focus off the things of God because I'm not going to miss my day and my moment of visitation. And I'm praying that you will not either. Sometimes his flow causes you to move. Sometimes his flow causes you to sever ties. Sometimes his flow causes you to turn around and walk away. But whatever it takes that you get into his current, that you get into his flow, that you get into his move, that's what you need to focus on. That's what you need to concentrate on. It is time, my brother and my sister, it is time to get in the flow of God. It is time for acceleration in your life, acceleration in the things of God, acceleration in the spirit of God, acceleration in the mind of God. It is time. I pray that you're receiving this in your spirit. I pray that you desire to be in that posture, in that place of preparation, that the very hand of God can move upon the deep waters of your spirit, deep calling unto deep, calling those things that he has imparted within you to rise up, to take over. 
and to propel you forward, not to move you slowly forward, but to propel you with velocity forward in the things of God. It is the time. It is the season. This is the hour. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the spirit of the living God has risen upon you. God bless you. I pray you have an awesomely blessed week in him. Ah, and just know, just know that he is doing something so mighty in and through you that it is going to blow your mind. It's not going to be a small thing. It's not going to be a surface thing. But it is going to be awesome, 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 awesome in him. And you will know that you know that you know that it is God. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining the broadcast tonight. I will see you again next Monday night, Lord willing. Have a blessed, blessed week. Let the kings worship the Lord. Let me hear your words of worship. Let me hear your words of worship. Come on, y'all, talk to him. Come.
came to speak to the ruler in you. You were born to rule. And you need to know that there is a king in you. What has happened? The head has become the tail. The linda has become the borrower. What has happened to you? We speak to you today. Is there no king in you? You cry out like a woman in travail.
I know that life has made you feel bad about yourself. I know that some of the things you've been through has made you feel bad about yourself. But you need to know that there is a ruler in you. There is what has happened. The enemy has tricked you and made you feel like that you are beneath. He's tricked you and made you feel like that you are a borrower and never will be a lender. But Donald Lawrence came to tell you that there is a king in you. There is a king in you. There is a king in you. I can't stress it enough. There is a king living in you. Rule, ruler, rule.